This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Hey, happy December, everyone. 24 days until Christmas. Happy Friday, Junior, by the way. Hope you're having a good week thus far. And I've got a question for you. Do you have a podcast or are you thinking of starting one? Does your church have a podcast feed for sermons? The drop, then dropwave.io is for you. Cancel culture is like walking on a thin glass bridge over the Grand Canyon. Every step you take could get you killed. I mean, canceled. That's right. Since the beginning of Cross Politic has been working on being anti-fragile. So no matter what happens, our content can still be delivered to your TV and to your podcast. This past year, the Waterboy and his friend Jeremy have been working on building a podcast hosting solution for roundy platforms like Cross Politic so that you can be confident your podcast will never fall through that glass bridge. Dropwave offers seamless onboarding for shows that have been around for years to easy-to-use solutions for starting your own podcast. Dropwave will track all your show's downloads by city, state, and country, and it offers network and enterprise packages for solutions like the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Free to speak, free to podcast, free to start your journey now at www.dropwave.io. Let's get to the news, ladies and gentlemen. House passes Biden-backed bill to avert rail strike. The U.S. House of Representatives passed legislation on Wednesday to avert a national railroad strike, but questions remain about whether the effort can clear the 50-50 Senate. By a 290-137 vote, House lawmakers voted to pass legislation blocking nearly 100,000 railroad workers from striking in early December. Economists in the White House have warned that a railroad strike could paralyze the nation's economy ahead of the holiday season. Quote, we must act to prevent a catastrophic strike that would touch the lives of nearly every family. End quote. That was House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The legislation gives unionized train engineers and conductors three unpaid sick days a year for medical appointments, provided employers are given at least 30 days' notice about the time off. It's based on an agreement that railroad companies and transportation unions agreed to in September. While eight unions have already adopted the agreement, four have not. The standoff between the holdout unions and railroad companies has failed to resolve itself, even as White House officials have become increasingly involved. President Biden said the failure to achieve a breakthrough forced him to ask Congress to intervene and prevent a strike. Progressives have lambasted Biden's decision to ask Congress to intervene. Far-left lawmakers like Senator Bernie Sanders say Biden's request for Congress to approve legislation blocking nearly 100,000 railroad workers from striking was inappropriate given the unions were still pushing for broader paid sick leave. The House on Wednesday also passed a separate bill, 221 to 207, giving railroad workers an additional seven days of sick leave. It remains to be seen if it will be included in the version the 50-50 divided Senate will take up. Whether the upper chamber at least 10 within the upper chamber, that is, where at least 10 Republican votes are needed for the legislation to overcome a filibuster, provided all 50 Democrats fall in line. Let's keep it within the Biden administration, shall we? Non-binary Biden nuclear official charged with stealing a woman's luggage at airport. 
Sam Brinton, a senior energy department DOE official, was charged with stealing a traveler's luggage in the Minneapolis airport in September, shortly before quietly taking a leave of absence. Brinton, who serves as the DOE's deputy assistant secretary for spent fuel and waste disposition, allegedly took a Vera Bradley suitcase worth $2,325 from the luggage carousel at the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport on September 16th, according to a criminal complaint filed on October 26th in Minnesota State Court and obtained by Fox News Digital. Britain had traveled from Washington, D.C. to MSP that day. After the suitcase's owner alerted police, officers reviewed video surveillance of the carousel and identified Britain taking the luggage before removing its tag identifying the owner, the court filing stated. Law enforcement observed Britain using the luggage during at least two other trips to Washington, D.C. on September 18th and October 9th. Then on October 9th, Britain denied stealing anything when a police officer called to discuss the incident. Britain confirmed still possessing the suitcase. Quote, if I had taken the wrong bag, I'm happy to return it, but I don't have any clothes for another individual, Britain told the officer. That was my clothes when I opened the bag, end quote. Two hours after the phone call, Britain called the officer back and apologized for not being, quote, completely honest. But Britain said it was a mistake and blamed being tired for taking the wrong bag at the carousel. Defendant said when they opened the bag at the hotel, they realized it was not theirs, the court filing stated. Defendant got nervous. People would think they stole the bag and did not know what to do. Defendant stated they left the clothes from the bag inside the drawers of the hotel room. And again, that was from the court filings. Britain was ultimately charged with felony theft of a movable property without consent, a charge that could result in a five-year sentence and $10,000 fine or both. Moving on, Kanye West back in the news. Kanye canceled by Kanye. He walks out of Tim Pool interview when asked to defend his anti-Semitism. Kanye West, the rapper and entrepreneur who has become infamous for his anti-Semitic views, walked out in an interview on Monday evening with podcaster Tim Pool. the moment the host mildly challenged his views on Jews. It's been extremely unfair to you. I think. Who is they, though? We can't say they is, can we? I'm not using the, I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you, you guys use, I'm, I'm talking about. It is about them, it. though, isn't it? I mean, because, <laughs> no. and, and because when you think <laughs> about not. it, consider it. In 2018. What do you mean it's not? It, what, what do I mean, like, uh, uh, okay, so how about, are you leaving? Are you afraid of the press? He's on. I'll say it right now. Um, you, guys, I, I, you guys want to bring that stuff up? And then I think we're not going to have a, not gonna have like, a conversation? Like have the discussion. Like you, you think he, he's going to come in here and say, here's my pain, here's my suffering, I'm going to say, I hear you. And then he's going to say, and it was Jewish people, and I'm going to be like, okay, but don't you consider it? So I'm not going to do this. I, I refuse. Go, uh, the interview, which was streamed live on YouTube, included Holocaust denier Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos, who has recently joined West's entourage and nascent 2024 presidential campaign. Poole allowed West to express his views largely uninterrupted for the first 15 minutes of the broadcast. He claimed that 
his recent controversial dinner with former President Donald Trump had been scheduled last month, apparently before West began making anti-Semitic comments such as the infamous DEFCON tweet. The dinner was postponed until after the midterm elections. West confirmed that Trump did not know Fuentes. West claimed that it was beautiful that people could see how Jews, whom he referred to as Zionists at one stage, cancel people. Luke Rudowski, one of Poole's co-hosts, said that West, as he was leaving, said, quote, you don't believe in my truths. Outside, they're in the car, and I'm like, they're leaving? And I'm like, let, let's, let, let's let the best idea win. You don't owe us anything. Let's have this conversation. And essentially he said, you know, you don't believe in my truths. Like, this is my truth. You guys are denying it, and I don't want to have <laughs> News out of England. Census. Christians, a minority in England. Non-religious grow. Fewer than half the people in England and Wales consider themselves Christian, according to the most recent census. The first time the country's official religion has been followed by a minority of the population. Britain has become less religious and less white in the decade since the last census. Figures from the 2021 census released Tuesday by the Office for National Statistics revealed. Some 46.2% of the population of England and Wales described themselves as Christian on the day of the 2021 census, down from 59 9.3% a decade earlier. The Muslim population grew from 4.9% to 6.5% of the population, while 1.7% identified as Hindu, up from 1.5%. More than one in three people, 37%, said they had no religion, up from 25% in 2011. The other parts of the UK, Scotland and Northern Ireland, report their census results separately. Secularism campaigners said the shift would, should trigger a rethink of the way religion is entrenched in British society. The UK has state-funded Church of England schools, Anglican bishops sit in Parliament's upper chamber, and the monarch is a defender of the faith and supreme governor of the church. Andrew Copson, chief executive of the Charity Humanists UK, said, quote, The dramatic growth of the non-religious has made the UK almost certainly one of the least religious countries on earth, end quote. Archbishop of York Stephen Cottrell, one of the most senior clerics of the Church of England, said that the data was not a great surprise, but was a challenge to Christians to work harder to promote their faith. Quote, we have left behind the era where many people almost automatically identified as Christian, but other surveys consistently show how the same people still seek spiritual truth and wisdom and a set of values to live by, he said. Almost 82% of Europe and England and Wales identified as white in the census, down from 86% in 2011. Some 9% said they were Asian, 4% black, and 3% from mixed or multiple ethnic backgrounds, while 2% identified with another ethnic group. Not so long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Employees who worked hard were rewarded, and employers looked for people who could do the job, not for people who had the right political views. Red Balloon Top Work is a job site designed to get us back to what made American businesses successful. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. If you're a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not their identity politics, then post a job on Red Balloon. If you're an employee who's being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current zeitgeist, post your resume on Red Balloon and look for a new job. Redballoon.work, the job site where free speech is still alive. That's www.redballoon.work. Now it's time for my favorite topic, sports. ESPN host Stephen A. Smith apologizes for using the term 
homosexual while discussing profanity-laced Lamar Jackson tweet. Jackson took offense at Twitter user Castle Will Kill, sharing his opinion that the Baltimore Ravens should let him walk rather than pay him $250 million. Castle Will Kill tweeted, quote, when someone is asking for over $250 million guaranteed like Lamar Jackson, games like this should not come to Justin, come down to Justin Tucker. Let Lamar walk and spend that money on a well-rounded team, end quote. That sounds like a pretty reasonable tweet here. But Lamar Jackson responded with a profanity-laced tweet. Obviously, I can't read that here. To which Stephen A. Smith responded to, like so. Some, some little discomfort uh, by saying that I just read for the first time, just read um, the text or the, the tweet, tweet? The tweet? The tweet that Lamar Jackson yeah. said. I'm not a homosexual, so I'm not going to define what's offensive to them or not. I'll let them do that. Um, it looked to me like he was cussing the dude out. Very, very frustrated. He went the hell off. There's a lot of people that get cussed out. And when you cussing folks out, you say some things sometimes. That's how I read that. Cussing somebody out as opposed to going where folks might go with that but again i'm not a homosexual so the homosexual community the gay community gets to define that better than me let me say that that's number one as reported by awful announcing smith would later apologize for using the term homosexual while discussing jackson's tweet all right uh you wanted to address something quickly from a segment earlier at the start of the show when we were talking about lamar jackson i should have uttered the word gay anti-gay you know know, i'm just saying using the word gay the lgbtq community prefers that over other words because obviously other words are believed to be derogatory in their eyes so as a result of that my apologies i should have used the word gay and i just want to make sure that moving forward okay yeah thank you uh, I appreciate the education. Come on, Stephen A. There's absolutely no reason to apologize for using the term homosexual over gay. In fact, Smith should have used the word sodomite instead. Just a thought. This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or one of our magazine subscriptions, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conferences, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross-Politic Studios, email me at GarrisonFightLaughFeast.com. That's Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For Cross Baltic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day and Lord bless.